0: There is no easy way to tell the truth, and those who say they found one, well, they just lie. That was sure that Cassandra, as usual, would do a mea culpa. But this time, for the first time, he too would have to reveal a secret and after that, find the courage to take back the role of the rational element in their strange partnership. Cassandra was sitting on the bed I joined her He held her hands He looked straight at her and said There is something I need to tell you Cassandra looked into his eyes As she did this She felt the room swirl And sway She felt the change one wall was the Martha Rothko's painting, orange and yellow. The second wall was Franz Kline's painting, number two. The third wall was plain white, but with the poem, Mock Orange, by Louise Gluck, printed on it. The font was Avenir. The fourth wall was a Bridget Riley painting, red and blue, open discs. Where are we now, Pat? Asked Cassandra. I don't actually know, is the real answer, Cassandra. As you know, I am more or less. Defined by how little I know I seem to know even less The more I progress Cassandra seemed strangely at ease that night And in Pat's eyes She seemed, for the umpteenth time A completely different person how many Cassandras would he still know? And how many Cassandras could the world ever need? Maybe there was also a double of hairs hidden somewhere in Italy or who knows where. And maybe, geez, enough with maybes, he said to himself... Do you want to tell me everything, spontaneously, or is it better that I ask you specific questions? Cassandra felt trapped, but she knew she had to tell Pat about the funeral and Gareth. How strange to pronounce that name, she thought. But she forced herself not to wander and to share her adventure at the funeral of Chadwick Whitaker. just like that all in one breath. Pat was surprised to admit to himself that he was prepared for much worse than the story Cassandra had just told him and breathed A sigh of relief So our agent driver Had a lover And she is an agent too And what should this Have to do With the two of us He asked her Cassandra Bitter lip Cassandra Bitter lip As she was used to doing When she got nervous, Pat now knew all these details about his travelling companion and tried to reassure her. Listen, we have shared something big. In short, until now, our meeting has been marked by impossible events. Discovering the affair of a dead agent will be another of our feats Cassandra forced a smile and sighed deeply there is no easy way to tell the truth but you will just have to do it you know at Whitaker's funeral I literally ran in to the same man I dance with tonight I don't think it's a coincidence Pat barely held back a scream the result was a sound like a dog's growl fuck 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 we did not need this now An FBI agent on our trail for an agent killed by no one knows who. Cassandra cleared her throat, offering Pat the same glass of water that he had thoughtfully placed on the table for her. While I told that man, Gareth, that I would meet him again in the same club. Between Friday and Saturday If nothing else We have a certain advantage Don't you think? Pat collapsed Into the sofa Maybe Cassandra Was completely crazy Or maybe he was going crazy But the situation seems serious Absurd and inevitably comical. His laughter, fat and inordinate, filled the room. Cassandra was struck and speechless. Path tried to recover. Do you know what we have to do? He told her, still giggling. What is that? Let's get out of here. Let's go see the sunrise on the other side of the bridge. And let's take some time for ourselves. I too would like to tell you something. But not here. Not now. Without saying a thing, the two almost run out onto the street laughing and whistling to stop the first available taxi. Take us across the Brooklyn Bridge, please, Pat asked. The driver started the engine and the meter without even answering. Maybe he doesn't know that with us the drivers have a short life. Cassandra whispered The driver's CD player Had just started playing Darling Be home soon By the loving spoonful Pat laughed Again And again There are mornings When Gareth Cochrane would rather lie in bed and be pestered by Alistair Crowley use the new lawnmower that doesn't work as well as the old one try to tidy up books and DVDs and do anything else but go to his office and try to explain the inexplicable in black and white he seemed to have been born with that precise talent but in these circumstances things would have been a bit more complicated because he didn't have any real explanations yet and he knew he just had to buy time thus in front of Commander Joyce's desk Cochran found himself Completely unprepared To lay out the progress Of his investigations And had opted For a series Of elegant And elaborate omissions Worthy precisely Of the pages Of Ulysses He had been convincing And had managed to get out of the commander's room while preserving his credibility and getting a hot cup of coffee. Carmenate was already waiting for him in his room in absolute trepidation and with another cup of coffee. The radio was playing, Are you ready? To be heartbroken by Lloyd Cole and the commotions. Cochrane released all attention with a smile and closed the door behind him with an open, liberating movement of his arm. He then snorted. Joyce contented himself with my gibberish. Let's hope it lasts. While well, everyone here is very busy on sniper cases. Especially poor Whittakers. I don't think our sci-fi adventure will be able to distract them. Cochrane smiled. On sci-fi, we can do little at the moment. But we must sift through every single piece of evidence Every single element concerning our illusionists I want to get to know everything I can About our two friends Before tomorrow night Carmenate Drank some coffee Now lukewarm Detective Are you really convinced That woman Is going to show up At the dance school Tomorrow night To meet you Cochrane sighed Maybe not But my gut tells me she will And then she has nothing to lose You too Have seen what she is capable of I don't think we could do anything To hold her back Against her will we can only count on the fact that we are able to give some answers to their questions. Carmenate finally began to understand where Cochrane was going. But then, assuming she shows up, how do we get her to trust you? Cochrane gave Carmenate One of those looks that mark the measure between a man of his word and a man of words. In fact, it was not necessary to say anything. Carminate tiptoed out of the room. Cup of coffee in hand and a brick on his breastbone. Inadvertently He bumped into a plainclothes Female agent Who was casually walking To the exit Spilling what was left Of the coffee on her Carmenate apologized Energetically Immediately offering her His handkerchief The woman smiled at him And tried to dry the coffee stain, as best as she could. Still smiling, she then returned the handkerchief to Carmenate. Ramon Carmenate, he told her. Amy, she replied.